Good morning, welcome in, happy Friday, congratulations on making it to the weekend. Another edition of the College Football Morning Announcements. I'm your host, Nick Shepkowski, and to do this today, what we're going to do, it feels like a post-game show is what we're doing uh, this morning as we record this. No, not really, it's not quite like that, but kind of, sort of, if you'll go with me just a minute. Uh, Coming up in this episode, the Pac-12, are they going to be playing college football this year? Each day that goes by, it seems like more reports come out that that becomes less and less likely. We'll get into that a little bit here coming up. And as always, a little bit of recruiting news. I shouldn't say as always, but there was a little bit of recruiting news over the last couple of days as well in terms of the NCAA and what they're letting go on and not go on anytime soon. But I say it feels like a post-game show or a post-game day because I got caught up in one of those throwback games that was on on Thursday night. Spent a large chunk of my Thursday evening flipping through channels and I stumble into ESPN. They're reshowing 2002 Florida State against Miami. And it got me thinking, like, what is your favorite rivalry or at least series between a couple of maybe teams don't play anymore, maybe they still do, but for teams that you do not have any attachment to whatsoever, and that's what I never grew up a Miami fan, I never grew up a Florida State fan, didn't have an attachment to either, but those were like, you set aside your Saturday when you were in high school when those two were playing. It had national title implications. It had probably about 25 guys that were going to play on Sundays and cash checks. And it had megastars all over the field. They're replaying the 2002 game of that uh, last night. And I couldn't get enough of it. Just watching the Miami team, you see Willis McGahee uh, do what Willis McGahee did. Andre Johnson felt like almost an afterthought on that Miami team just because they had so many other weapons offensively. And Sean Taylor puts down one of the most phenomenal hits you're ever going to see on P.K. Sam in that game against Florida State. Ultimately, Florida State jumps off to the early lead. They don't, uh, don't hold on to it, give up the late touchdown to Miami. They get the ball back, thus Florida State. They miss the kick wide left, and it's a thriller. Florida State goes on to go to the national championship game and lose to Ohio State that year. Well, Florida State, I they lose a couple of weeks later to Notre Dame, finish 9-5 and five that season, and you wonder what would have happened had that team gone and won that game in Miami, but yet another addition to Miami and Florida State, another one where a missed field goal cost Florida State late in it. But that's one of those that I've had, I had fun, genuine fun watching. I and mean, it took me back down memory lane of just, God, I feel like I'm in high school. I feel like I'm in my parents' basement and my buddies are over for an afternoon of college football like we always did. And, oh, huge game just gets over, comes down to a thrilling finish. And what do you do? All right, pick up the sticks, get on NCAA 2002 or whatever, 2003 it would have been at the time. And let's play that for a little bit. Oh, more games are close in the second half. We'll flip on Oklahoma and Texas. We'll flip on whatever. But that Florida State and Miami rivalry through the 90s and early part of the 2000s there, it's like if the national championship wasn't going through there, at least 15 or 20 guys that were going to be playing on Sunday one day were. And I had a lot of fun watching that part of the game or watching that game and the silliness that led to that. And one more thought that I had while watching it, is, and I mean this with no disrespect to Ken Dorsey whatsoever, but, and there's always a but when you bring it up that way, who in their right mind 
Um, 122 people, in fact, who would watch a Miami game from back then and say, you know who the best player on this team, let alone all of college football this year is? That's Ken Dorsey. No, 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 no. Ken Dorsey was a fine college quarterback. Ken Dorsey, like, how do you... I'm curious how it happens this way. Because the Heisman Trophy voting in 2002, Ken Dorsey had a 122 first-place votes. And I, if you're watching Ken Dorsey that up close that often, and you're watching Willis McGahee on the same field that often, how do you vote for Ken Dorsey as the best player in college football? I don't know. I don't understand it, and I never... I, I, I don't like when college football goes to the, all right, Heisman Trophy goes to the best stat compiler because it's, all right, yeah, he runs the offense well, and he has megastars everywhere you look on the field, so give it to the quarterback on the best team. And obviously that didn't happen with Dorsey Carson Palmer won it that year, but it's just like, God, you look at the star talent around, and I just challenge Heisman Trophy voters to be better in years in the future and I think they've had a pretty good run here of late but just be better than that don't just look at a stat sheet and say yep that guy threw for the most yards or threw for the most touchdowns because he's got megastars to the left and right and all up and down his roster no I it's what I never understood about the Kevin Ken Dorsey love nonetheless great uh great trip down memory lane watching that game uh Greg Jones god that's a blast from the past a name that in terms of running backs He's about as good as it got in college um, for at least a, for at least a very brief run there. Maybe his career wasn't as dominating, but that guy was massive in that afternoon. He was outstanding for Florida State in that game where they just about pulled off the upset. And that was a uh, I, I thought Greg Jones was going to get to the NFL and be a difference maker. Didn't think that his career was going to be over in just a couple of short years there. But yeah, a lot of fun watching that game. Um, in terms of actual college football things that have to do with present day, I'd love to sit and talk about uh, Sean Taylor and his hit on PK Sam and what that meant for that game in 2002 Miami. Unfortunately, I guess we should talk about uh, current day college football. News out yesterday or two days ago now that where you saw the NCAA has gone on and made sure that recruiting will be canceled for the month of June. In-person recruiting, at least, will be canceled for the month of June. No in-person visits being made to college campuses. None of that will be going on, so the dead period does get extended through there. And I think it's all just interesting where you see a lot of these younger players, a lot of these seniors-to-be, are spending their time making their commitments right now. And it's just such a weird time of, all right, you look two weeks from now, no one knows what's going to be going on, let alone six weeks or 10 weeks, whatever it may be. And how many are choosing to commit to schools that either they haven't stepped foot on or they're really up in the air about and they're trying to trying to force out their decision before their high school season starts. And it's just, I think you're going to see something this year. And I, don't, I know I'm not alone in thinking this, but I think you're going to see a lot more decommitments than you're used to not to say that there's like always barely any but i think you're going to see a lot more players commit than a few weeks or months down the road once things hopefully return to normal here before too long then you see guys that all right well i didn't get to take that second trip to clemson or florida or georgia or texas or whatever it might be 
I want to do that now since it's reopened up. And I think you're going to see a decent amount of decommitments and changes in uh, where commitments are given out to by some of these, not even just the top tier recruits, but even the middle tier more recruits as well. But yes, that was the news out of yesterday was that the recruiting period, it will be a dead period for all of June. Uh, Other brief headlines, at least to get to a little bit um, with the Pac-12 seems like more reports coming out by the day that it's going to be unlikely that they start on time and does it is it a season where then we see the power five conferences really be a power four and the pac-12 then not be involved it's the pac-12 if you've paid attention here in recent years has fallen on some hard times in terms of the you're looking for a big win out of conference for the Pac-12 here in recent years. And Oregon played Auburn close last year, week one, and couldn't get the job done in that game. Um, you look you, you look at it and it just has not been happening the Pac-12's way. Stanford over Notre Dame a couple of times, but, I mean, even in that series, that's something that Notre Dame has won the last couple in that series and won them in convincing fashion. You just haven't seen the Pac-12 go and win one of those big-time games here of late um Oregon just is it's a team that they put a lot of faith in there in terms of carrying the the flag carrying the banner for the Pac-12 and you haven't seen them go on the national scale or national stage and win a big game a big time game here really anytime too recently in the Pac-12 already struggling from that national perception and now you factor in wow You really could be the other Power Four conferences, leaving them in the dust that much more, literally, in in this case. If they go and they start their seasons and say, all right, Pac-12, all right, state of California, your schools are unable to be open right now, students are not allowed anywhere near your campus, student-athletes are not allowed near your campuses just yet, we're going to start our college season, and well, good luck in January and February doing your own thing kind of crazy to look at the state of the Pac-12 right now in just uh, terms of where it already is and I'd be curious of kind of how this would affect then the Pac-12 would it be for the better for the worse long term if they're kind of playing their own season maybe a chance to uh to take over some headlines and be the only thing going in college football if they were to start their season later but definitely a unique situation there as it does not seem good for the Pac-12's chances of starting on time here for the 2020 college football season. Nick Shepkowski, it's the college football morning announcements with you. Not a whole lot else there to get into a ton. couple headlines. Urban Meyer's son is walking on on the Cincinnati football team. That's just one of those fun stories of Urban Meyer's son. Nate was playing baseball. And he switched to play football there down at Cincinnati. And he follows in his footsteps of his old man, as Urban did the same thing way back in the day when he was in college there as well. And a little bit of recruiting news. Uh, We talked about Zach Evans the other day, the five-star running back choosing TCU. Um, LSU landed one of their running backs of the future, you would assume. Uh, Corey Kiner, four-star recruit, four-star running back. Top 150-ish type player, 5'10", 205 pounds from Cincinnati. He chooses, uh, he commits to LSU in the last couple of days. And with doing that, chooses them over Ohio State, Texas A&M, Michigan, Penn State, Notre Dame. I think that he just kind of, when you see a photo of him, 
Reminds you of a lot of those LSU running backs. Short, but probably going to barrel over a ton of guys. Uh, 2,298 yards and 40 touchdowns he rushed for as a junior in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's going to do it for this edition, this Friday morning edition of your college football morning announcements. It's Nick Shepkowski with you. Coming up next week, some lists to go over. Top 10 players all time. Some in regards to uh, all of college football, at least since I've been watching, and some in regards to more specific to Notre Dame. I know a lot of Notre Dame followers out there as well listening to that, so we have something for you coming up next week. A few guests already lined up next week as well. Hope you're going to check that out. If you've not already done it, subscribe on iTunes to the College Football Morning Announcements with Nick Shepkowski. Hit subscribe there, and if you don't mind, leave a review, share it, Spread it along to any college football fan friends that you may have. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. We'll do this again soon. Stay safe. Stay sane. Only a few more weeks until uh, hopefully some form of college football practices or organized activities or something gets going. Stay healthy. Stay smart. Stay sane. We'll talk again next week.